everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Janae Strather. I'm Sean Spencer. Back. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta go out and let. Hold up. Alright, alright, alright. I am Janae Struthers. I am Sean Spencer. And this is Let's Talk Football. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Let's proudly bring to you it's Washington Weekly Show. Washington Football Weekly. Let's go! <laughs> the shirtless wonder, Dub K, Will Kramer, and Ant Anton Benson. And you know the name. It's S to the P double deuce on the loose. Your boy, Sean Spencer. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on, baby? <laughs> what's, what's up, good? guys? What's good, guys? <laughs> what's going on? Hey, hey you already know what it is, guys. It's Washington Football Weekly, and yes. we're going to bring you something nice, something new about the team that we love. Amen to that. Hallelujah. I'm in a church, so we're going to go ahead and take it to church. Uh, all right? Give it to me. All right? But, hey, before we get into that, we got a lot of stuff to give you. But recently, yesterday, we found out uh, Tiger Woods, the famous golfer, was in a car accident where his car rolled several times they had to get him out with the jaws of life uh he was in a hospital for several hours still there recovering they had to put a rod metal rod in his leg um we on behalf of washington football weekly and let's talk football we just want to send our warmest wishes and condolences and prayers to you your family tiger one of the greatest golfers of definitely of our generation um and going on all time, I think he was three. I think uh, he was three masters away from the all time. And I think the best is 18, he had 15. Um, but we just, you know, that's not something we wanted to hear. Um, he's a legend. Do you guys have anything to say on that? Or, uh, he's a legend of the sport, like, everybody has inspiration from him, and, and you can't feel nothing but compassion for this, this awkward situation, you know. We just hope the best, and I, I really do, you know, send all my prayers to the family and hope that he recovers fully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he made golf cool, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and there's millions of kids out there that that are decided to pick up a club because of what, what he does and how he plays and his celebrations and – you know, Sunday Red is that's that's yeah, like that's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just hope obviously that he can still be, you know, be able to recover to play with his son, which you saw. And I mean, if he ever gets a chance to play again competitively, I mean, what how amazing would that be? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so two things right there, like he made uh, like black people interested in golf. Like that's that's one thing I want to put out there. Um, I know I can I know I couldn't tell you anything about golf before Tiger Woods just uh, before he was put on the scene. So that that's one of the major things right there. But two, 
Um, my man, they said, uh, according to the story, they said this dude had um, two compound fractures, bro. Hmm. Dude, if y'all understand what that is, that means the bone was, doesn't that mean the bone is poking out of the skin? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. of it. Bro. Yeah. Exposed. yeah. Nah, man, I don't wish that on nobody. No, for real, for real. Like that, that's mm-hmm. crucial, man. And honestly, I pray for anybody that has to go through that. Like this man was dealing with a back before. Now he has to deal with these compound fractures in his legs. Yeah. Uh, put in perspective, that's the same thing that um, Alex Smith had, y'all. So that's exactly what I thought of. Mm-hmm. Two times. <laughs> same thing Alex Smith had two times. So yeah. it just like honestly, all prayers to him for real, for real. Yeah, because that's it's, it's awful. Thank you. And I, I'm glad you said that, Ab, because that's the truth. Um, I remember in 96 when he was going for, you know, his first Masters, he was, you know, fresh and new on the scene. And my dad sat me down like 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 we were watching the March on Washington with Dr. King. Like he like, was like, history. you need to see this and it's got upset. Yeah, he, he got it's upset. And I was every like, time he played. Right. At that time, I was like, man, what is this, golf? I'm not watching golf. But he knew he knew what that moment meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look, we're not talking about this man as if he's passed because he's not. He's right. alive. He's well. Yeah. I heard he's coherent. He's talking. You know. Um, but it's it's just so awful. I mean, we're getting over a month and a year away from when Kobe passed in that horrible accident, and then this happens, and it's just like, oh, oh. So we we you know what we we send our prayers. We send our best wishes. Hopefully, you'll get back on your feet or or just just able to <laughs> just to keep moving okay right. definitely want to do that we want to take that second and again i'm i'm using what you said to piggyback on the fact that it's still february ladies and gentlemen this is still black history month and guys i, I gotta say you know we've been talking about a lot of guys we talk about bobby mitchell carly taylor uh, doug williams um with washington but when we talk about black history month and will you said something very key that you know, we, we definitely want to emphasize, you know, Black History Month and, and those of, uh, of the African-American community that did it. But we also want to understand the diversity that that is also brought in, the inclusion uh, of a lot of different people and races, not just male, but also female. But in order to know where you where you're going, you need to know where you've been. Fact of the matter is, Washington was the last team to integrate. In fact, our at the time owner who moved us to Washington stated right. that in 19, I think it was 1940, it was early, it was early 40s and 50s. George Tyler Farrell was the first African American player to be drafted and play on a team, play for the Bears. George Preston Marshall refused to play them because, and, he, and I quote, I am not, my players are not going to play on the same field with him. So, I, <laughs> So, I mean, people have you say it's a sign of the times and this and that. It is what it is. Um, but he, what we were the last team to integrate, but we did integrate. Let's not live back there. We did integrate. We brought the great Bobby Mitchell from Cleveland. We we spotlighted that a couple weeks ago. We got him. He was absolutely amazing. Opened the door for guys like Charlie Taylor. You know, opened the door for stud teams. And then you bring it full circle. You go from a team that was not even allowing black players to play on a team or even play on the same field 
1988 when Doug Williams leads the Washington Redskins during a tumultuous strike season, leads us to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, and made was the first black to be an MVP, uh, first black quarterback to be MVP of the Super Bowl. Right. From those from those moments to that time when it was the first this, first that, but now, now, ladies and gentlemen, we got Jason Wright, who's the president of the team. We got Mark Mayhew calling the shots. We brought him in, a former player. Now he's up there. And, and I got to show love. I got to show love to Jennifer King, the first full-time assistant female coach. Are one of the, I love it. I love this because this is progress, guys. You nice. have to, look, we can we can get upset. And, and I understand there's a lot of things that you can get upset about. That's how things work. But listen, not forget that progress is being made. And in a city, in a place where we've been often criticized for being racist and having the racist name of Redskins and things like that, we, there's a lot of uh, advancements made for people of different uh, cultures and backgrounds and, and a lot of diversity. So, uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to come to you and like, this is a big move. This is something really good. Like, I like this. Oh, I love the spread. Like, it shows, the diversity shows the different impact of different brains working together. And I think having Jennifer King around, it shows a whole new aspect to opening up to what she can see on the field, what she sees from her angle, helping the running backs out to knowing what, you know, what new things that they can be open up to. And I feel the diversity that we are expanding in this whole NFL is helping branch out and making, changing it for the better. You know, we could have been the same 20 years ago and would have been the same blah, blah, you know, football. But with things are changing, we have, you know, different quarterbacks, how they can throw and what they can do with the ball. We have multitasking receivers that can do this, be punt returners and stuff. And, you know, now running back, being able to catch the ball on the run. These are changes that the whole NFL is going through. And And I applaud our team for making Jennifer King and uh, Martin Matthew break, breaking down barriers with all these new hires. I love it. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, Will. I mean, you touched on diversity. You touched on we talk. Um, but, I mean, we're really leading the way in diversity hires and, and not and not having to rely on, uh, what is it, the, uh, the Rooney rule? Where we have yeah. to, you know, bring somebody in that's a minority to say we're actually doing it because we think they're the best candidate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, every offseason they talk about whether it's coaches, uh, general managers, they talk about leadership positions, you know, and and is is there opportunity truly for everyone? And, and representation matters. And we can Washington, we're at the forefront of it. Like you said, the team president, first black president in in NFL history, I you know that that's huge. Having having Jennifer King and what with, with the Jennifer King situation, the players buy into it. They respect her, you know. And so and with that, so not only are you, are you giving her the opportunity, you're also showing that that she's qualified, you know. And she can she can she should be out there on the sidelines, you know, teaching teaching these guys. And so it's just it's 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 just a great. Uh, it's a great setup for the franchise. I love, I love hearing that this information with our franchise. After what we've heard for so many years, this is the stuff we want to be highlighting. 
Exactly. And Ab, man, I mean, you I mean, you and I in that first episode, we talked about the name change. We talked about the things that we dealt with over just this past year and how we've had to deal with fans talking about, oh, well, the history and this and that. Well, if we're going to bring out the history, let's bring out the history. OK, we were the last team to integrate. We did have an owner in George Preston Marshall who had well, he, he added the first marching band and he had cheerleaders and he had these great things. He also was the one that said, I'm not, I don't want my players on the field with, you know what I mean? So, Ab, man, like, talk to me, man. This is progress. It's definitely progress. Um, I appreciate it. Um, and honestly, I know a lot of people will try to down this as to, like, some type of, like, affirmative action. And on, on the, and I'll even add to it, like, so what if it is? I'm trying to tell you, like, we coming up. And you know what I'm saying? We're making this next step. Um, this team is actually doing things and actually making a difference. Um, we're going to talk about it later, you know what I'm saying? But maybe this is a culture change that we, we are trying to show, that we're trying to change in this uh, organization. And I like the way it's moving, man. I really do. And honestly, maybe this is um, maybe – a new change for ownership. Just saying. Oh. Stay, mm. tuned. Mm. Stay tuned. Mm. <laughs> Stay <Please>. tuned. <laughs> That's the change I want to see. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's get that change going. All right. <laughs> so, so look, I, 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 again, hey, progress, man. Guys, we're, we are not, we're not where we want to be necessarily, but we're not where we were. We've come a long way, guys, and this is beautiful, but we still have a long way to go. So, hey, a part of this show is we are going to sit here and bring this stuff to you because it's stuff that it's not going to get covered by everybody. People are going to talk about the big things. Ab, you got something to say? I do, bro. Um, let's not forget, though, um, but, uh, because it's not Black History. It doesn't fall under Black History Month. Our main man, RR, for real, for real. Let's put that out there that this man is a minority. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. he doesn't fall under Black History Month, it doesn't right. fall under there. But he's a minority, and that's still a a, a, a ways too. Is uh, that's the difference that we're making is a step in the right way, and I like yeah. that. I appreciate that. So we just yeah. we can't we cannot. Not show love to Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and he's he's the one who actually met with Jennifer King when he was in Carolina. He's yeah. the one who brought her on his staff mm-hmm. and then continue and brought her over here with us. So you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right, and that's one of the reasons why I was I I, I wanted to definitely will definitely spotlight Black History Month, but also the diversity because I think that's the major thing. Um, one thing that came out with Black History and a lot of things that are happening with Black History Month and, and the struggles they've gone through was also said that you could have women, equality for women in these type positions and other minorities. You have a Ron Rivera, you have the Tom Flores, you know what I mean? The Iceman, these guys that are you know great coaches, um, yeah. but of minority backgrounds. Um, so the diversity is huge because we're, what we're doing is we're becoming what we've always said we were, which is more inclusive. Yes. Is more inclusive. Yeah. Yes. Well, how about they, um, they hired from NBC Sports Washington, Julie Donaldson. You know, she was one of the first hires 
to be director of communication and she's been a part of the name change and the marketing and the communications and the branding which then they were able to pass off to, to Jason Wright to take the lead but I mean right there it's also you know you're already showing this as, as we keep talking about culture change on the field clearly this this organization needed a culture change off the field in, yes. the, in the front office as well and while I don't think they're done, I think they have recognized some problems, made some some adjustments, fixes, um, and hopefully the people that they have in place will stay empowered enough to to keep it going. Yes, yes. Let's not uh, yeah. Let, let's not overlook the fact that regardless of all this that's happening, there is still a corrupt man ahead. Of the organization. Yes. <laughs> so until we get him out, we don't know. But look, we can we can stay on here. We can stay on here because yeah. we we and we will bring this up, like Ab mentioned earlier. But we got to move on. This week we're going to talk. We're going to point out wide receivers because we have a stud. We have a captain and scary Terry McLaurin, but he needs help. He needs help, ladies and gentlemen. So yo, I'm gonna go right to my man Will. Topic number one, Will's corner. Talk about talk about this wide receiver situation, Will. Yeah, yeah. So so we we were talking about you know what does this team need, and and we we all said we need some receiver help. We've got we've got Terry McLaurin and, and who else? And I kind of started thinking about you know look at looking at the roster and what could they do. And I thought you know when was the last time Washington had an elite receiver that the whole league talked about? An Odell Beckham. You know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, one of the, the eight, uh, I love this guy from Tennessee, AJ Brown, you know, like one of these guys that, that just takes, takes over. And, and we got so lucky last year in 2019 with that draft. Yeah. I, I mean, they got a gem and cause no one, everyone thought, okay, this guy could be a pretty good player. He can do this, do a little bit, but no one thought they were going to have a stud like they found with Terry McCorn. You know, and, and why is it so important? I started looking back to the last couple of years. So one of the years that we um, we had some some real good offense in 2016, Kirk Cousins, listen to some of these these offensive stats, man. They were dialing it up. You had Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, both with over 1,000 yards each. Right behind him. Great season. He had over 800 yards. I mean, you talk about an air attack, but then – it all left basically when they left it, it yeah you know yeah. we had the following year uh, um jordan reed and, and josh doxson had about 500 each so i mean look how much you know, one player we had a thousand and then they were they couldn't even combine reach that level you know and so it just things have gotten bad we got so lucky with mccorn but we don't have a whole lot else you know looking at this at the catching stats all right, so we've got some good numbers. You know, J.D. McKissick had 87 or 80 catches this year, and Logan Thomas had 72 catches. But let's think back to that offense. Why were they catching the ball? Because were we throwing it more than five yards down the field? Nope. <laughs> it's not hard to get balls when you catch with the line <laughs> Right, right. You know, and, and you looked at what, what McLaurin had. He had over 1,000 yards this year. And then – the, the rest of the receivers had like a combined 1,300, 1,400 yards, but it took them 150 catches to get that. They're only averaging yards, a catch, you know. Yeah. So he needs help. We saw 
we saw a little bit from Cam Sims this year, a little bit. You know, he had almost 500 yards, which was more than I thought. I was really surprised when I looked that up and said, really, he, he really had almost 500 yards? But the offense, in order to keep going, doesn't help. There's times when they know they can double McLaurin and then what do we have? You know, so, I mean, it's we, we need the help. I love Terry. We're so lucky. But, you know, but it's kind of we've got to figure out who is the best target there? Do you spend money? Do you draft? You know, who? where where should we go with it? Yeah, that's that's key, man. And um, honestly, <laughs> you look at Terry McLaurin, and you and you, and we're gonna discuss this in a little bit. But you look at Terry McLaurin and how good he was, and how he was made a captain. And then, but you you realize that like some of the games, like he was doing all this while getting coverage rolled over to him, while getting uh, uh, the safety up top, and then the corner, and then shadowing him, and you know this and that. So he's done, and and. With multiple quarterbacks, you know what I mean. He hasn't just had one quality quarterback; he's had a plethora. Yes, I said it—a plethora of quarterbacks, and they haven't been great. <laughs> and, and so, what do you think, man? Man, um, the stats prove it right there, man. You know, a couple years ago, we were bombing to our receivers every chance. Mm-hmm. To have two receivers on our team with a thousand yards, that's a big feat to have. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it just dropped off. Like we had, you know, receivers dropping like flies and couldn't catch the ball or couldn't hold on to it. Our tight end was our number one receiver. You know, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. But, you know, going off him, now that we have a whole squad, it's, it's going to even out. I can I can see that in our team, but but again and and you know and Ab we, we definitely know we need to look into the free agency. We definitely know we need to look into the draft, free agency, trade, whatever we can do to get these guys. Because Ab, we can't we can't keep going with expecting Terry to do all this stuff by himself. In my opinion, we're holding them back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we if we don't have another dependable person to put on the other side of Terry, I think uh, Richard Sherman was saying that earlier this week. He was sitting there saying, uh, if they eat, if we had a legitimate number two, how, 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 how much would Terry be jumping off of, like, like he'd be probably top five receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, every game. That dude, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if we're, if they're just dedicated on one side of the field, they know that's the, our only receiver. You know what I'm saying? We can't, like, we, there's nothing we can do about that until we get a number two. And right. that's, that's what we need to talk about is that everyone wants to say, oh, Terry needs to step up uh, the moment he steps up and becomes a legit number one receiver. No, stop it. The moment we get a number two receiver, that's when Terry will show the hell out. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely right. And, and, and Will, you mentioned J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas as our two guys this year. And while they did great, I mean, I shout out to them. I mean, but nobody – McKissick maybe, okay, because he, he's always been that receiving back. But mm-hmm. we didn't see this. We didn't right. see these two guys as our top guys. And – 
can we really realistically rely on that in the in the future? Are you know right. what I mean? Just that, right? No, I mean, yeah, like Logan Thomas, he had a huge, huge year, you know, and typically, you know, Scott Turner's offense, if you if you follow North Turner, you know, his dad's offense, he's going to have tight end be a part of it. But 72 catches again next year, can we really count on that? I, you know, I don't know. Did they find that gem of a tight end that no one really knew, or did they find someone who just kind of surprised some, you know, people, you know, and they and people were, were people covering, you know, Terry so much that it allowed for Logan Thomas to get open. But, you know, I mean, I think – we need to find ways. We need another weapon on offense to relieve some of that pressure on Terry to help get those guys open as well and just make it more balanced. Make us make our offense. We talked about last week with the running backs. We need to be less predictable out there. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 um and um honestly, uh, and, and I'm gonna go to you and we're gonna go and thank you, Will, for that. We're going to keep talking about wide receivers. Um, but there, before I before I go to you, Ant, there's one thing I want to say. I really I really got to um, – I truly have to say that I, I appreciate Terry for the fact that we know how good he is. Mm. Everybody around him knows how good he is, even to the point where he might even know how good he is. But how many times have you seen him do an Odell Beckham or a Dez Bryant on the sidelines throwing helmets and rah, because I'm not getting the ball? And I mean, he's had quarterbacks like some of Josh Johnson, uh, Dwayne Haskins, you know what I mean? Kyle Allen, you know what I mean? He's had guys that aren't nothing, not anything to write home about. And he, he's not sitting here getting all bent out of shape and rah, rah, rah. No, he's chasing down guys, uh, making sure they don't get touchdowns and potentially saving and turning the momentum of the game. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll yeah. follow him. I will follow that guy. And I'm glad he's our captain. So, yo, we're going to go ahead and go on to number two and go ahead and just keep talking about it, man. Ant, talk to him. Give us, give us that info on Terry, Terry Terry McLaurin, man, our guy. All right. So, Terry Terry. Everybody loves this man. He's, you know, third round. Third round draft pick out of Ohio State two years ago. This man has proved himself and dedicated himself to this team. He just wasn't chosen as a captain. His team chose him. Mm-hmm. Landon Collins, our big safety, went down, I think, game eight or six or eight. The team stood up themselves and said, yo, we don't want no one, no one as our captain but Terry. Mm-hmm. And they they just voted him, completely out, outright voted him. and said, you know what? We need you as our captain. We need you as our leader. Bring, you know, bring us home. Like, show us how to be. This man... You know, he's he's proved it with so many different quarterbacks. He's had six quarterbacks since he's been to the Redskins. He's had Heineke, he's had Smith, he's had Haskins, he's had Kyle Allen. Don't forget Colt McCoy and Case Keenum. All those quarterbacks. I mean, that's that's a list to work with. Oh painful. This man has yet they determined to be in that, that outside receiver. He's worked with who he's had to work with, you know, coming up this year. Him and uh, Logan Thomas have just outright been the best receivers for all our quarterbacks this year. They've both combined for, uh, I think it was over 68% catches. So they are very dependable for how much they've been passed to, 
You know, he had 87 receptions for for um, 1,018 yards. I mean, he put on a great amount of work and mm-hmm. duty for for the quarterbacks that he had to pick up for. He had to get those yards when when um, Gibson was out of the game. He had a sprained ankle, I think, in what game 16. He tried to do his best, couldn't come back. Um, or sorry, game 14. Didn't get, didn't play against Philadelphia. Ended up trying to play in that last game, and played against Buccaneers. Couldn't play the whole game, but he still tried. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna still hobble out here and put in some yards. And he still got six catches for 64 yards. You can't ask much more of a team captain that's already injured. Like him and Alex both, they're on injured legs, and yet he's out there. They're both showing. He's like, you know, what? I'm not gonna let uh, let my team down. And both of them did. You know, just to look at how Terry has gained his momentum in 18 games, the first 18 games of his career, he has basically made a mark for himself. The only person that can compete with him in yards and touchdown is Jerry Rice. Hmm. That's a serious, serious notion to be on. Jerry Rice and McLaren have both had 80 or Rice had 70 uh, receptions. McLaren had 84. Rice had 1,300 yards. McLaren had uh, 1,306. Rice had six touchdowns. McLaren has eight. So you can't, out of those first 18 games, pushing him to his limits of being on the bar, beating his his, uh, his uh, defensive man, he knew his his he knows the zone so fucking well. He just when he finds that pocket, he's always open and he goes those extra yards. Um, you know, just for some of his stats, like he had eight point three yards after carry. So that that man was always getting the ball and looking upfield. He wasn't trying to go side to side. He was north and south. Yeah, always got those extra yards. Push forward. You know, being six foot, 220 yards, that's not a big receiver. But that man had a 42-inch vertical, could jump almost over any CB that he was up against, and was always catching the ball. Like, I think the first game that I saw his hands was last year against Green Bay. And he caught that one-handed turnaround pass in the end zone. That was it for me. That was it for me. From right then and on, I had trust in that dude because he had he had we were down I think by one touchdown. He tied us up by making that catch. I have all faith in this man. I believe in him. I hope that this kid has a great career. He's got two more years with us. I think even after that, he's going to sign more, and I want him to because he's made such a detriment to our team. Yeah. So, I really do hope that Terry McLaren stays with our team and, and, you know, he, the way he's going, he's going to skyrocket some records for our team. I really do. You mm-hmm. know, Will, you got anything to say with that? Uh, you, I mean, you talk about his, the play on the field is, you know, he's always trying, he's always hustling. He shows that leadership. Um, I think the, the play for him that that shows how much he embodies being a captain is that Dallas Thanksgiving game when Jalen Smith picked off the ball and 
I mean, I threw my head into well, there's a pick six. Jeez. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, yeah. he makes a tackle. It was like the two-yard line. Then the defense yeah. held up, and did they miss the field goal or bop something? Yeah. Like, that right there, it's like we talked about with Ron, with Ron Rivera, like, you're going to work your ass off for, for a guy like that. If your receiver just runs down someone like that, you sure as heck know that defense got fired up and said, let's go. We're stopping them. We're yep. making a play. You know, they feed off each other like that. Those like, like you mentioned, you know, he doesn't come off and, and off the sidelines. You know, this is the type of guy you want to pay the money to. You want this guy to be the face of your franchise. This is who we, this is who we need. Easily. Ab, ab, man. So, so my question, and like Ant said, he's got what, two more years until we, you know, sign him off that rookie contract. Is he somebody that this year, let's, Let's talk about an extension. Let's talk about – I mean, do we put that time into him, get that money into him right now, Ab? Um, if I'm correct, after this season, he's up for an extension. So let's okay. let, let's be real about that. Like, let's yeah. not even wait until free agency to um, to even, like, let him get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, after the third season, let's go. Hey, baby boy. Hey, baby boy, we want you here. Yeah. here. <laughs> we want you here, okay? So that's what we're going to do is we're going to try to make this – we're going to make this work out between us, you know what I'm saying? And um, I, I'm all in love – like, I'm really in love with this guy. And honestly, I the best play – and I'm just going to piggyback on Will. The best play this man ever did was when he ran after the interception and tackled the dude on the two-yard line or so. That is the best play. It wasn't even an offensive play, bro. And that's the best play right there. We need more people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I recall maybe it was like two or three years ago when we had Jordan Reed in the game, and it was against Houston. Oh, my gosh, the game that Alex Smith got hurt. And I, exactly. So it was a touchdown throw, and Jordan Reed literally looked at old boy, intercept the ball, and he was a yard or two away from him, and didn't do nothing. He just yeah, he just like that. Go. My dude, yeah. I'm trying to tell you that play still haunts me. The yeah. dude ran it back for a touchdown, yeah. and. We started losing like that. That's when everything started to fall. So I blame Jordan Reed for Alex Smith's broken leg. So I'm gonna tell yes. you that right now. Yes. I'm proud of Jordan Reed for that shit right there. Yes. Because <laughs> oh. if it wasn't for that play, Alex Smith would not have to have the game on the line and had to be pressurized to do all that he had to do for that. But like I said, the heart that. The heart that Terry McLaren had in that play is the best play. To me, we need a lot more players like that. We need players that are going to just, you know what I'm saying, it's for our team, this is for the game, this is what we paid for, this is what we, we like, you know what I'm saying, this is what we love, you know what I'm saying, I ride for you, I'm going to die for you, and I'm going to put my all in every game. And I like this man. This man mm-hmm. does this all the time. Yes. We need people like this, and yeah. I'm trying to tell you, sign them up after this year, man. 
I don't care. Absolutely. I do not care. Sign him up. You know, other people on the team, no doubt. Like he really does bring the heart out of people. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about signing them up, you know, it, it brings up great points. I know we're going to get into how they can get receivers, how come they can get better receivers, but how do you let, how do you go pay someone else to come into your franchise, give them $10, $15 million, and get your best players on this rookie contract making what, like 800000 And you just say, yeah, we're good with that. Like, you know, I mean, I think this year is one thing, but I'm, I'm with you. Like, if we're going to, Try and bolster the receivers and bring someone in. You also got to show love to your to your best player there. And you can't him, you know, just because he's on a rookie contract. You know, I, I believe we can. I, I believe we can pay both. I I honestly do. Um, Terry, like me, Terry's going to be on this. Uh, so after, we'll file an extension. And as we all know, early on in contracts. That's when they um, make it the real smallest as possible, yeah. put all the money into bonuses and all mm -hmm. that other stuff to make it yeah. make it smaller against the cap. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do that. And yeah. we'll do that with Terry and still be able to pay a good wide receiver this year yeah. and still be okay here on out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and we and we gotta do it. We gotta do it right away. And I and and guys. Uh, first, I'm gonna uh, shout out Janae because I know you're watching. Uh, yeah, we're gonna bring back that memory when Hardy intercepted it and he's running. Not no, I got a touchdown. He's looking at himself on the TV and he gets and he gets tackled. And you know what the, my favorite part about that was? My favorite part about after McLaurin tackled him, McLaurin didn't jump up. McLaurin didn't go. Whoa. Ran right back to the sidelines. Hardy turned around. Who got me? What was that? Tackle me. And, and McLaurin's already on the – Terry's already on the sideline. They're like, yeah, Terry. He's just like – he, he's focused on the fact that there was an interception. He's yeah. focused on that we don't have the ball anymore, okay? And that's, that's what his mindset is. Oh, wait, wait. She's going to try to say, oh, but he made the field goal. Oh, oh, but you were at the two-yard line, Janae, and uh, you didn't get a touchdown. What happened? Yeah, yeah. That, that might have been the last points they had today. Ooh. Are y'all the boys today? What, what happened? Who won the game? Live from Australia. What's up, <laughs> Yeah, who, who got that W? Who got that W? Who won the game? Who got that W? Who won the game? Do we have, where's the broom? Can we get a broom out here? Ah, we sweep up some trash. Let's sweep up some trash real quick. Let's go. Sweep it on out of here. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. Yo, guys, and, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all bringing it because that's that's something huge. Um, I, I love that. I love what you guys are saying. And I, I think we do, regardless of who we get, I think we need to make it known not only to the guys that we bring in, but also to him. You are our, you are our guy. You have been there when we didn't have anything else. We you you were you we roll with you. You roll with us. We're with you. We're gonna give you the money. You're gonna be our captain. Let's go. Let's keep on with you. Let's put give him that money when time comes. Get somebody else to help him out. Let him know that we appreciate him. But that's that's your leader. You know what I mean? To have one guy like that on the offense, you have a Chase Young on the defense. <sighs> we've seen it for years. Look. We we've been through this stuff for years, but I'm gonna tell you, Will, I'm gonna come to you. 
I'm excited. I'm oh. excited. You have a guy like this on your team. I'm excited. Am I naive? Am I, <laughs> am I getting ahead of myself? No, no. I mean, like you said, we see it. The, the rest of the league is starting to see it. No, those are two building blocks. And those are two, um, like, I don't know, trendsetters isn't the right word, but like, they, they're the ones that are going to lay the foundation and set the team for the rest of the, you know, the season. And their players are going to follow them. These are the guys you want. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, man. So we will go ahead and move on from that. We're going to hit some wide receiver help a little bit later um, and definitely talk about some guys that we think we should bring in. Uh, but before we do that, there's a couple things that went on in Washington this week that we're going to go ahead and address in topic number three, which is – oh, that's not it. There it is right there. No, nope, that's not it either. There we go. Like it, love it, or hate it. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know, we we in this segment we discuss current events, things that we might like, we might love, or we might hate it. It's done. We can't stand it. A week ago, if you remember, we talked about the potential re-sign of Brandon Sheriff. They actually got him in there to have those conversations. We all had a certain opinion on that, and we also talked about another person, Alex Smith. If we should then re-sign him, well. That's still it. I don't know if it's looking like that's going to happen. And, Ab, I'm coming to you first. Like it, love it, or hate it. Alex Smith made some comments about the team. How you feel about that? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know why? Because he's gone. It's easier for us to get rid of his ass. So, <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, you can't tell me nothing right now, bro. <laughs> He's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, like, he made this, these comments, and I'm okay with it. Like, it's on his heart. It's heavy on his heart. It's just mm -hmm. real talk. And I'm trying to, like, I love people that real talk on some stuff. I mean, he should have real talked to them. That I mm -hmm. like that a little bit better, but. He real talked, you know what I'm saying? And he's got people speculating and everything like that. His talk makes it seem like he wants to get released, though. So I, you, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he's he feels disrespected on the team looking for a new quarterback. And that's what we, like to me, it's like how much do we look into that? Like how offended this man is. He literally... I can I can see this man being offended, being hurt by the team looking for a new player, and this man literally came back from 17 surgeries. You know, what I'm saying almost got his leg amputated and everything like that. I can see how he'd be offended and feel betrayed by this team, but at the same time, bro, is it your first year in the league, man? Come on, no. come on, man, stop being so. But hurt, man. Like this ain't high school, you know what I'm saying? Like when my man Spence uh came in for me, I wasn't hurt too long. So like, <laughs> so, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> so like you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Get a buck up, buck up, bro. Buck up, man. So <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Alex Smith needs to just, for real, just, like, buck up on this and literally 
just realize this is a business before you want people to hold your hand through this whole ordeal. You know what I'm saying? Like you got, you literally got paid two years of this contract mm -hmm. for doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it. I, I said it. I said it. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. You did nothing in two years and you still got paid a lot of, a lot of money. I wish I got unemployment like that. Where's my stimulus mm. check? Like, mm. like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, hey, hey, real quick, and I'm gonna come to you next, Will. Real quick, uh, the only time I came in there for Ab is when the game was already in the books. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, I came in there one time on a third down and I ran a play, got knocked in the backfield. I come over to Ab, he said, What the hell is wrong with you, man? Hits me upside down. <laughs> Tell that whole story, Alan. <laughs> so, yo, Will, like it, love it, or hate it, man. I I hated it. Um, I don't know what I, – I just feel like Alex Smith is a very calculated person. If you listen to his press conferences, he doesn't tell you anything. you know. So he's very careful with his words. And so I just find this really, really surprising and just kind of like not out of character for him. You know, um, one thing I noticed in the article, well, I would, first of all, I think, I think two things, both parties can be correct in this. Alex Smith can say, they didn't want me here. I didn't feel like they, they had plans for me and I was really, and I had to beg for my job. That can be correct. And it can also be correct that the team said, we had no idea you were going to be able to play. We had no idea you could take a hit. And so we had, we could not count on you. Like, both sides can be right in this situation. It's not like a, who was right and who was wrong. Um, the other thing I noticed about the article was it was all about preseason. Did you feel wanted? You know, and there was one comment about at the end of the season, you know, Ron Rivera saying, well, we could have done the same things with Kyle Allen, but they never really asked him like, well, okay, so now that you've played, how did you feel? Did your teammates embrace? You know, they never, they all just kind of, the, the article focused on, on all just the preseason stuff. Um, but I'm I'm with Ab where like I mean, you're not gonna bring him back now, you know. He he clearly, what is that gonna be for the locker room? What's that gonna be with with Ron Rivera? You know, so which is probably you know money wise it makes sense. You know, like you said, that was a great point that they're already shopping for a new quarterback, so he sees what's going on and he may be a little upset. But I'm sorry, dude, like that Philadelphia game was awful, you know. Like, there's nothing about that play when you were hurt, you know, or even the Detroit game where, I mean, it took you had, we were losing it, so you had to throw for, you know, time after time to get your close to 400 yards. But nothing about your play says you should be the starter next year. So, yeah. If this is what it takes, what it takes. Or take a chance on you. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say, I, I, I hate that he had to say these comments now. Like, it's after the time he's already done. He already knows he's out the door. Like, he's got to say these things. Like, oh, I wish they did give me. He's not an Antonio Brown. You are not that dude. So don't try and pretend like you are now. But I think where his head at is, you know, he's not giving up on his body. So his brain's not giving up on him. Mm -hmm. You got to think, you know, he's been through the tough. He's been through that storm. And now he's like, you know what? I can do almost anything now. 
And now he's like free when he's in, you know, this interview, he thinks he can almost say everything and he can't because, you know, you've already, he's already spent his 10 years in the league. You know, he got dumped by San Francisco for, for, uh, for Kaepernick. He got dumped by the Chiefs for, you know, for this. And and now he's about to get dumped again. You know, he's feeling some type of way. Mm -hmm. And I feel up on that, you know, his body didn't his his body wanted to be there for all the games, but he just could not. And yeah. I think his mentality is starting to take over. Like, you know, I'm gonna talk all the smack I can, you know, to see if I can still play and do this stuff. But I think, man, he just needs to hang up his cleats and be proud of where he's at and where he ended at in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I said last week that you know what, he's there for that emotional relief for the team. But I think he could be more of a detriment to like in the locker room with being a coach assistant, something of that sort, where his eyes on the field is like Tony Romo. You know, Tony is a better person in the booth than he was on the yes. field. Yes. Ever. Yes. <laughs> I mean, first yeah. Bowl he's ever been to, that's all his mouth. That's right. all his mouth. But I think, you know, Alex could almost be the same way with us. He could. The way he sees the field, he could see it way better in the booth and give us all different kind of reading. And just let Heineke be that starter for next year. You know, Shut up, gonna... man. What? what? Stop. If, you know, <laughs> let him. Let, let Heineke be, be our neat leader, you know. Just let Alex hang up his cleats and, and put it behind us, you know. Oh, oh my gosh, man. Heineke. Listen. I like it, okay? Now, I like it because, like we've been saying, he needs to get out. And I think this is good. This is going to be something that's going to – hey, the writing's on the wall now, okay? Mm-hmm. Part of it, though, I hate the timing because it's like you said. Why are you coming out with this now? It's already mm-hmm. written on the wall that we're kind of leaning away from you. And now you're coming out with this against a team. Oh, they didn't want me. Da, da, da. Well, it's like you said. You was injured for two years. They're honoring a contract. Well, we don't even know if you're going to be back on the field. Oh, oh did he break up? <laughs> His face. <laughs> Poor Sean. Sean, bro. Sean. Oh. All right, we're going to – we. Uh, we're gonna spend this time to diss on Anton for that no. Heineke comment. No, oh, you do not do Heineke at all. Do not well, say what? that. Guess and we're what? only it's paying this man like four million dollars a year. He is it's not going to be our quarterback. It's going to happen. So back to better, better yeah. conversations. Finish it's your point. Finish your point, Sean. <laughs> it's going to happen. Listen, listen, okay. I, look, like I said, I like it. I think he sees his time on the wall, the writing's on the wall. He felt some type of way, yes. But a lot of that is he's getting sliced. He made it through the season, and now everybody's saying, oh, we're so happy for you, Alex. You did such an amazing thing. They're going to make a movie about you, Alex. You're da-da-da. Yes, they are. Now ride off in the sunset and, and, and take go. your money and go. You've yeah. had your career. You've been a number one draft pick. You've been to two separate places that they shipped you out for another guy. Now, I'm not going to go like it and say Heineke is going to replace him kind of like Mahomes did and Please Kaepernick no. did. 
Please, you know, I'm not going down there, but I am saying that he is, he is, huh? he is a place. I got wishful thinking. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that's a little. That's too wishful now. <laughs> but look, but but hey, he he's out the door. He's out the door, and I think this is one of those things where now he's out the door, and he kind of feels some type of way. So he's gonna go ahead and make these comments. Um, Thank you for sticking with me. Apologize for the technical difficulties, but we will move on. Will, I'm coming to you first on this one. Like it, love it, or hate it. Recently, there's been some rumors that uh, Jeff Bezos may have a little interest in the team. Dan Snyder out? How do you feel about this? I mean, I would love it. Love it. I mean, Amazon into the empire that we can't live without. So, come on. I'll take his leadership. You know? (laughs) I'll say this. I'm struggling to buy it, struggling to yeah. buy the, the, the idea. Not because I don't think he may want to be an owner, because Dan Snyder is going to go kicking and screaming out of the league. Absolutely. He's not looking to sell right now, and I don't buy that Jeff Bezos is going to be willing to be a 40% minority owner to Dan Snyder. He ain't going to be his little – no way would he allow for him – you know, that to happen. Um, Dan Snyder's not going to get to, you know, talk to him the way he talks to the three minority owners that we have. So that's why I struggle with it, but I love it. I mean, I'm good with the rumors. You know, I'm good with, with hearing that he's got an interest and he's poking around and looking. Um, And if it's enough for the NFL to say, okay, okay. Bezos wants to be an owner. We have an owner that has made some major problems and in a, in a, city that we need to have better viewers, better fans, more attendance. They're struggling. Yep. I would love if the NFL stepped in here and said, time for you to go. But I mean, so I love it. I love it. I just, my, my excitement is being tempered because I just, I don't know how far it's going to go. Yep. Anton. You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to be a twist on this and say that I kind of hate it just because of how much influence Jeff Bezos has on everything else for him to try and make himself known into the Washington facility, into the name of things. He has to develop a lot on his own. He doesn't have like already a foot in the door of being a Washington Redskins fan. He has the, the merchandise. He has, you know, the Washington post from being around there, but I feel like it would be more of a hardship to bring him on than actually already having what we have. And I, I feel, you know, with Will, unless the NFL really steps in and says something about the whole Dan Snyder and what he's done and how his bad influence is hurting the team, I can't really be on the Bezos train until that's already set in stone. Like, I think he's got so much behind him with Amazon and such a business that he runs that I don't think he'll be, you know, he's only going to be 40%. So how much of that 40% is he really going to really influence himself into a team? I just, I, I think it's better just if the NFL stepped in rather than just taking 40%. I really do. That's just, that's just. Uh, Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, me personally, uh, I, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. anything that could potentially get Dan Snyder out of us, out of here and in this nightmare of him being our owner. Great. I love it. Uh, I, I, I get where you're coming from. And cause I, I, 
and, and and will too i i i don't know the validity or or how much we can really put into this story it would be yeah. nice but you kind of feel like after everything that happened this year with dan snyder and you're like if he hasn't if he's not out by that by all those things that have been coming out what is it going to take right yeah now? and like so, i said so with him being in part of the Washington Post, he was the one that leaked out the stuff about Dan Snyder. <laughs> so in retrospect, how much is he going to be petty when he is part owner? Like, mm. is he going to start leaking to the Washington Post as he's, you know, dealing with this and that? Like, those things you have to think that I'm thinking about as an owner of the team, you know? Come on, baby. It's okay. So I, I love it. Hey, Ab, how you feeling, man? How, how you think? Like it, love it, or hate it? Give me one second. Let me say goodnight to my daughter real quick, guys. Yeah, handle that. Handle that. But you know, I think Bezos is—he could—he could really be a good turnout if or when it happens. If it happens. The coaching staff—we've already had the front office getting. If it goes all the way up top, this could yeah, be. It seems to. It seems too fairy tale. I mean, I know he's building the You're right, you know, the headquarters in in um, you know, with the Roslyn area, whoever I, you know, um, but it's just like this. These these are doctors that are too easy to connect. I I just I right. don't know. right. Ah, what you think, man? Like it, love it, or hate it? Uh, just Bezos, John. You guys made good points and everything like that. Honestly, like, uh. I know what Anton said about um, basically uh, Jeff Bezos having a, like a monopoly up in here in the DMV, but I'm all for that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I could care less. Uh, Amazon Stadium sounds nice to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, I feel good right now, that my boy. Like, you know what I mean? If I can so, go to a game and pick up packages. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. I think he would make – I think we'd probably get a new stadium out of it. Like, I think mm -hmm. every – no offense – to the Trumpers out there, but I really think my mans would uh, get a new stadium out there and um, like, like he make this deal happen. I think so. When I said the Trump state, uh, the Trumper statement, I think Dan Schneider is the Donald Trump of the NFL. So it, I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people like messing with them because he's a greedy some some bitch. So they just like they just don't want to rock with them, and you know what I'm saying. And to me, the boss. I'm sorry. That they only rock with him because he's the boss, right there. Think of it this way: the the owners they don't like him, but they they don't have any negative attention on themselves because he's always going around messing up. Yep. Yep. You know? At the same time, he's messing up their money too. Yeah. Like, understand if you understand like. They all they all make money together, and then mm -hmm. it's like dispersed out of thirty two teams. And mm -hmm. so Dan Snyder is messing up their money because of how he rocks with these uh, sex trafficking um, allegations, these mm -hmm. sexual harassment things. Like this man is a dirty some bitch, and yes. I don't. To, to to be honest, the league would probably be a lot better with. Bezos 
Bezos, Bezos in the rounds of the owner as the owner right now. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine if if they like literally if uh, Jeff Bezos was the owner, how other like the attention that would be brought to the league for that man? Like I, mm -hmm. they make money, bro, right. just because right. of him. Just well, think about it. Him. You know, we make money just because of him. I'd even say we get some star players because of him. Like it's too, it's too easy for me, man. I love this, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. Go ahead, Will. What were you saying? I was gonna say, you know, he's one of those top five people in the world as recognizable. You know, you know of Tim Cook, you know Bill Gates, you do know who Donald Trump is before he was president, you know, you know who, who he is. You know, why would you not want that a part of your fraternity? Right. And that, and that's huge. Coming coming off of what we've come off of this past year, where, I mean, everything, Murphy's Law, everything that could go wrong basically that's did go wrong for us. And and having that at the head of yeah. everything that's happened, yeah. you know, with the name change, but just with all of his dirty laundry being aired and, and just having that hang over us, it's way past time. Um, yeah, yeah, but... I'm sorry, bro. Uh, just to add to what Will said, little to no negativity added to that, though. Like yeah. he that's that right there speaks volumes yeah. to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the fact that dance, not everyone in the league and NFL world fans and everything know Dan Snyder's name. That's too much, man. Can you tell right. me? Uh, can you tell me uh, Tennessee's owner? Mm -mm. No. no, why do we? Why does everybody know Dan Snyder? Like it's because of all this bullshit. So yeah. that's just like you get what I'm saying. Like we don't know other, like a lot of other owners' names. We shouldn't know so Dan Snyder either. Yeah, he, yeah we shouldn't. He's, he's been like that bad kid in the back of the class that ruins recess. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's had that problem with cheerleaders and all, whatever, whatever that problem is. You know, and just you know, listening to you guys, like if I see if I see Bezos be our team president or be our owner, he's gonna be like a, a Mark Cuban. Like he's just I gonna like that. everything. I, I like that. Like he really <laughs> is. Like that's why I say like it has to be a hundred percent for for me to really involved in that because I can see the positive that he could influence, but I could mm -hmm. also see that kicking and screaming that it's gonna happen. If something doesn't isn't pulled his way, you know, right? I can see this dude uh, giving out Teslas at games, so I'm all for it. So let's do it. I'm let's all go. about it. Let's, let's go. go. Hey, look, if Bezos comes in here like Oprah, talking about you If that's right, let's go ahead and make our plea right now. Uh, yeah. Bezos, uh, we are watching the football weekly, <laughs> and we are all about you coming. So, yeah. yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo, we got to move on. We have to move on. Um, definitely uh, tune in because we're definitely going to be talking about that. I mean, the, again, depending on the, the, the uh, validity of the story, we're definitely going to be talking about that. Hopefully some good news has happened. But like I stated before, we've had a whole bunch of stuff that most other owners would have already been out years ago for. And this guy has still weathered that storm. So he's pretty ingrained in it. 
And as and, and abs, you know, not to go down this road, but since you did bring up Trumpers, as we've seen with certain people, even when they are kicked out, sometimes they're like, nah, we're we bringing down the house if we leave. I don't want to go too far. That I don't know where we got an audience, but I'm just saying, you know, let, let's see. Let's go. So we're going to go I got to bring in my man, Ab. We've talked about wide receivers this entire show. So, Ab, man, Eco, I'm, I'm bringing you up. You, you gave us an end, uh, a comprehensive list of three A's wide receivers that you like and just guys that were open and available. This is a position, a key position that we need. So, Ab, I'm sending it to you, man. What you got for us, man? All right, let me start off with this. Um, as any red, uh, I'm sorry, any Washington football team uh, fan knows, we need a number two. And like I said prior in the show that we, in order for Terry McLaurin to excel as a player, excel as a team captain, excel, and for this team to excel as a team, not only do we need a, we not only is a quarterback, um, and everyone knows quarterback is the issue. We need a number two, and yes, uh, and let me and I'm not I'm not dumb, guys. I understand. We got Harmon, Kelvin Harmon, that got injured in what training camp this year, um, torn ACL, out for the year. And honestly, I was excited about this boy, man. This boy is nice. I don't know if you guys understand about this man. You guys look at this man and look at him. It's like, look, he was a six-round pick. And so how excited can you be about this guy? Let me tell you this first. This man was graded as a first-round wide receiver. First-round wide receiver when he was uh, in, in there and uh, when he was being drafted. And so basically the fact that we got this man as a steal in the second round, boy, man, you, y'all better stop playing with me. This wait till dude, he gets healthy. What's up? I said, wait till he's healthy. Bro, bro, come on, bro. Like I, this dude, I can't wait for this dude to show out. What I, I don't know his measurements or whatnot, but the dude's tall. And my, like my brother tall, my brother's six five and just tall for no reason. Like it's like I, I just don't, I don't even understand why people be this tall. Like give me some, like I'm five nine. Give me some of those inches. Like I, I need help. Like so like this dude tall. He's strong. He's fast. He's that. He's the wide receiver that I see as the uh. That's as the best wide receiver to be opposite of Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them jump ball types, um, ones that you can't tell if it's a tight end or a wide receiver. One of them okay. guys, and that's Kelvin Harm, uh, Kelvin uh, Harmon. Not to mention the guy that we got last year in the draft, uh, my man uh, AGG, mm-hmm. um, uh, Gandy Golden. Oh, yeah, dude is too nice, bro. Too nice. He's what round coming. did we get him in, guys? We got fourth, fourth round. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, he didn't even have the opportunity to show all his goodies this time, bro. I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell you, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Andy Gold, Andy Gandy Golden. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know his first name. Uh, Gandy Golden. Antonio Gandy Golden. 
Gamby Golden Goodies. That's gonna be that's gonna be out there. Okay. I'm gonna try to tell you, it's gonna be his goodies when he's sitting there catching these dimes and the touchdowns for the touchdowns, bro. And the dude is sick. The dude, I don't know if you guys understand this, but this guy is smart too. Honestly, this dude is totally smart. He understands defenses. This guy is ridiculous. And he's like, honestly, I was calling him to be drafted by us, and I'm excited to see this man play. Free agency. Let's move to free agency. Free agency. This is where uh this is where it's at. This is where we're all excited about. Free agency. Um, the Allen Robinsons, the um the Chris uh Godwin. Like those are the obvious picks, but honestly, let's uh, Will Fuller's. Um, but I want to dig deeper into wide receivers, and I really want to point out one guy, one of my favorite. This is my favorites. That's not the top three that's out there. Okay, um, Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis like is that. legit, legit guy. And he was a uh, first. Uh, he was a uh, uh, top five pick when he was drafted. And yeah. the man, like he was slow starting off. And to me, I'm in a Ron Rivera kind of mindset. I like guys that aren't going to be like, oh, we're going for him. We're going for everyone in the league is going to go for this person. I like the guys that low key fits with us and won't cost me a bunch of money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so I like Corey Davis in that aspect. Um, the guy is nice. Honestly, Tennessee did not have a number one and a number two. They had a number one. They had one A and one B. And mm-hmm. that was that is why they excelled so well last year. Uh, last year. And I'm honestly, I cannot wait for this man to push out something like to, for the next team. Ali, and so my dark horse, I'll even say this. I want to introduce it like this, Sean. Let me know if this is okay. But like my pick, what 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 my what I would like to pick, and my dark horse. Okay. And so, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. So my dark horse, dark horse. Um, sorry, give me one second. Man, I just had his had the dude's name. Oh, I'm sorry. Rashad Perryman. I I like this guy, man. Honestly, I thought we should have huh. signed him last year. Stop laughing, Will. Nobody talking to you. Nobody talking to you, Will. Rashad <laughs> Perryman, man. That dude, I'm I'm trying to tell you, man. Like, wasn't he a first round pick too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like I like him, man. Like honestly, when he's not hurt and like leaned up being a punk, like this dude is nice. That's this his career. He's, <laughs> he's a punk. <laughs> Do you know that Brashad Perryman was on the Redskins like two or three years ago? Then they cut him. They wanted to bring him back, and he got picked up. I think by. It wasn't Baltimore, but someone else picked him up, and so we lost him. He, they've already, they done tried that. <laughs> oh, we should have gotten him again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has improved since being 
imposter. So yes, he has shown some made more more glimpses. I'll give you that. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so all right. So I, I'm going to you, Will. So who do you who do you think you've seen the list? Um, what do you where do you think we should go? So you got your pick. Who's your pick? And then we're gonna go with pick and the dark horse. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. So give me a give me a pick or two, and then a dark horse. I mean, I would love, and I'd pay the money that we were gonna pay it last year for Amari Cooper. I would love a guy like Allen Robinson because we talked about how good Terry McLaurin has been. He's been putting up numbers with Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles throwing throw to him. He put up even bigger numbers than, than McCorn had this year. So I would love someone like that because I think he's proven he can do it with really bad quarterbacks. He's going to cost a lot of money, and, and I don't – you know, it's like the whole thing, why would he want to come here? Who, If he's had a whole career of bad quarterbacks, what do we offer today? You know, so we'll have to see who we bring in to really entice him. We'd have um, to promise a good quarterback in free agency. Yeah. Yeah, we would have to otherwise. And I think that's with any of these receivers. You're right. Corey Davis is a great, great guy, you know, great opportunity. It's the same thing as how are we attracted to him? Um, so my dark horse is Tim Patrick out of the Denver Broncos. What? And the no. reason yes. why is I don't, my fantasy team. They're, yeah. See, I wouldn't have known about him until I picked him in fantasy. He kept, he kept getting yeah. touchdowns and catches, and I'm like, who is this guy? But they, they've already invested so much into their receivers the last couple of years. They drafted Cortland Sutton. They drafted KJ Hamler. They drafted Jerry Judy last year. I just don't know if they're going to be able to, to keep him around because they've got so many other young guys that they're going to try. Plus, hearing all the rumors are, you know, Denver would be really in for um, for Deshaun if they got an opportunity. So he he's – and he's got some size. I'm with you where I want to see something out of Kelvin Harmon and an AGG. So I don't want to bring in someone that takes them away. I would love to give a one year flyer on a guy who busted out um, in and busted in a bad way. He was, he was a bust of a draft pick in Cincinnati and John Ross as someone like to that. stretch the field. It'd be a one year prove it, you know, but it, cause he, he was hurt last year too. So and I, it might have been a leg injury, with meaning so you got to show us. Do you have the speed? No, he wasn't hurt. Why wouldn't did he opt out? Because I saw him. Like, no, they just, they just, he was a healthy scratch. They Why really they they like really it. messed him up. They really oh, did. Yeah. So so there could be something something going on there with the team. But he obviously needs he needs a fresh start. He's fast. I think we could use someone that could just go over the top. You know that that can that can scare you know scare the defense. So that McLaurin can run underneath. Our possession guys, Harmon and AGG, can go underneath. Um, the only other guy that I thought would be interesting to see is a guy out of San Francisco, Kendrick Bourne. Only because Kyle Shanahan, you know, he, he had guys go all over the place. They run multiple routes, multiple positions. And I don't think he cost a lot. Gotcha. Nice. And, Anton, what you got? Okay. So I'm going to have two odd ones that probably nobody's going to like. So – you know, looking down the list, and I've always been for wide receiver a person that's that yards after carrying. You can catch the ball and you can put two feet down and get up the field. That's where I feel you are a better receiver to me. One of the receivers I like this year was actually Willie Sneed, and he's on the free agent list, Baltimore. He was one of the most dependable receivers for Laval. And 
he was worth two million over two years. I don't. He only caught. I think he only was was targeted like 60, 60 something times last year. But that's still a lot for a receiver. He only mm-hmm. had 600, 680 something yards, which is pretty marginal. He's in the medium pack. Okay. But when I when I talk about his yards after carry, this guy averaged almost 12 yards after the ball. That's you know, through that whole season, that's a lot of yards to catch and go up the field with. You know, he's always in his own, he's always beating his man. He's always, you know, he's he, he's a fast receiver. And I feel because of their importance, two fast receivers, if you have them on both sides of the ball, you're already catching speed going down the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having McLaren be that five-yard slant kind of guy and having, you know, that long ball, I think that could be a detriment to, to the offense itself. Mm-hmm. And with him being a little bit taller, he's 6'2", I think 210 was his measurements. So he's a bigger receiver, a lot, you know, a lot more athletic. And I think he ran like a 4.340. So he's pretty damn quick. He got wheels, yeah. Really quick. But um, so as we call it with our dark horse, looking down that list out of a lot of those names, I had to pick one. And it was Zach Pascal from Indianapolis. Okay. I have I had to talk about him just because he's a multi-talented receiver. Mm. He didn't just play wide receiver, he was a punt returner and on the PAT. So he had a lot more depth to himself than just being a receiver. And I think that could be somebody that could probably, you know, be a long run. Give him a three-year contract. He's only been in the league for four years. So he's still young. So why not? Yeah, I think it was what four. He's only been three years with Indianapolis. No, no, you're right. He's been in the league that long, but give him a three year contract for doing nothing. I see the potential he has, not just because of not doing anything. He didn't have a chance with a team that actually could open up his abilities. We need a punt returner, we need one back. He's definitely made his mark on their team being that. So if we can put him on our team, I'm going to applaud him to be that that mark for us. You know, if he doesn't, if when he gets those reps from McLaren, he might not get the same amount, but that's where we can use him later on the road somewhere else on the team. And that's where I think we could use him. But that's my call. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go real quick. So my guys, uh, um, um, I think Will uh, spoke on it with the whole getting Kevin uh, Bourne and how the Shanahan offense. Um, we well, one thing we know about Riverboat is that he likes his guys. So whoever he's familiar with, he'll lean towards. So I definitely think uh, uh, Curtis Samuel is someone we should put some time in, especially with how McKissick and how our offense runs, where we do a lot of the gimmicky motion and things like that, or or a, a, a David Moore. Yes. You know, and I'm not talking about throwing these big contracts at these guys. I'm talking about getting them something to get them in there, see how they feel, and go for it. Um, along the lines of that return game, I think we need to put money. I've been watching Chicago all year. I think we need to put money in Cordero, Cordero Patterson. He's a punt returner, kick returner. He can play running back like uh, they can put him at running back like they did Ty Montgomery. Um, he can play wide receiver. He's a vet. He's been in the league. I feel like we can get him for you know we can get him from Chicago. 
Um, Cordell Patterson is, I, I think, somebody that going like what you were saying, Anton, with um, having somebody that can do more than just one thing. You know what I mean? Getting him uh, acclimated with us, I think he would be great. My dark horse, honestly, y'all might not even know who this guy is, but I, I love his dad, Chad Beebe. Little small what? white guy, little white small receiver. Listen, listen. What are you smoking? Guy, like, listen, stop, stop. Because there was a guy that was in Dallas that torched us for a couple years in uh and Cole Beasley, and now he's doing Buffalo. Chad Beasley, not our number two. I'm not talking about our number two. I'm talking about oh. sign him, put him in the slot, let him do his thing. Y'all get out of here, man. All right. I think that would be huge for us because we need somebody that does, like you said, Anton, we need somebody that does more than just as a receiver. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need somebody where we can put him at because special teams is a place that we have not been dominating in years. And honestly, we really haven't been like a serious threat at special teams since like what B Mitch? They just you know, would say Banks. Right. Since we, had, since we had Brandon Banks, you know, that's right. Right. our last time we actually had a good punt returner that could run the ball back. Right. And that's what we need. Um, I think if we got it like a Curtis Samuel as well, I think that uh, Rivera could put him in a lot of different positions that make him successful. So I think that would be huge. Will, I love the Tim Patrick, but that, that, again, that's because <laughs> that's because I sat here and put him on a fantasy team because I needed somebody, and he just dominated for it. Blew up! So yes. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Ab, if you if you gonna dog me, I don't want to hear it. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll about to come after you, but. <laughs> He's about to take your head. Oh. All right, let, let me say this though. I I think I think uh he needed a moment to name drop real fast. So like that's uh that's that's what, why he had to bring in the uh BB comment. But I wanted to add on to what Will said. Like into what you guys are saying is we need a player to add on to special teams. John Ross would be a phenomenal special teams uh returner. Anywhere, bro. Like fastest uh forty time in the um in the um what you call it combine combine. There you go. Yeah, he's fastest forty time in the combine. Like why? Like that that that's ridiculous. That's returner type stuff. Even if he like to me, he's small, like like five nine or so, and mm-hmm. like I would say that man would be perfect in the slot. Right there, take and that's a definite upgrade over uh, Sims. We put this man in a slot, and I would still say, still go out and get a wide receiver a little bit more than what we it would cost to get John Ross, and yeah. that would be our starting uh, starting three at wide receiver. And we literally just turned down our whole turned around our whole offense right yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love, I'd love, love to see that. Tim Patrick, I can't, I cannot complain about that man, like, at all. You guys are definitely on point with that. Uh, you said Cordell Patterson. I do not disagree. I, To me, if we got this man, it'd literally only be for returning. 
That's my yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he yeah. didn't do nothing in as a running back. He didn't do anything as a wide receiver. So yeah. um was, returning was his specialty for sure. Ex- exactly. So to mm-hmm. me, put that man back there and I'll pay him a couple million just to do that. All set. Let's yeah. can we add this out there, guys? No, none of us said this. T.Y. Hilton's out there. Right. T.Y. Hilton, I, I, bro. I, I wonder what it's gonna take to get him. Because um, he had Phillip last year, and I, I had him on my fantasy team halfway through uh, for most of the year, and he, he didn't do anything until like November, December. That's right. why it took him a while to get going. Of that, like Zach was his backup, but he still got almost the same amount of reps as T. Y. Hilton. So that's so, I think that's going to be interesting. Go ahead, Will. I, I'm curious what y'all want to do. Do you think we need to sign a wide receiver at lesser val- lesser costs and giving someone an opportunity, or do you think we need to spend the money and get a legit number two that you know is going to live up to the contract? Number one, I, honestly, I'll, I'll take this first. Honestly, what I think we should do is I think we should do two things. I think we should get a legit number two, but I also think we should – we should. I know y'all are gonna torch me for this. I think we should give a one-year contract to to like a, a Fitzgerald or an AJ Green and let them come in as more of a player coach and them teach and you know, get that. Give the McLaurins, the Sims, the AGGs, these guys that the Harmons teach them the ropes of the game. They're not gonna sit here and dominate. They're not gonna sit here and you know go off. But anything that we get from them would be great. And we're only tied to them for a year with whatever incentives and things like that. Let's get, let's, let's use what we saw work with. Uh, I can't, I can't do that with Dan. I can't do that with Dan. I can't, I can't. Are we ending this right now? See, like, great, he, he said he wanted a mentor. You think Dan Bryant's going to no. mentor anybody? Hey, hey, you know, there's always a chance. Let him be our oh better mentor, you know, give Dallas like that bad, that bad judgment call for letting him go. You know, all that hate he's got. He wants to let somebody go. You know, he's already got all that hate from being let down against in, in the Baltimore versus Dallas game. Like, he was mad that he could not play them. I know. If, if he tries one year, let him come to us. Let him play them twice twice in one year and show out, you know? Bro, like, wouldn't you be mad if you got released by a team and the game that you come back on, you get uh, flagged for COVID? Like, wouldn't you be upset, too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's what I'm he saying. Got, he Bring got, him on. Bring him on. No, we don't, he, he got flat. They, they he got, got one that chance. game when he was at warmups. You know, yeah, he, he was warming chance. up for that game. <laughs> he did that. So, like, but again, f this. I'm done for the year. Right? Man. I'm done. I'm retired now. But see, like, but see, oh, that's the thing. That's the thing with an, with a, a Antonio Brown and a him. I don't. I don't need a volatile receiver. I don't need a guy that's going to come in here and if things don't go his way, he's getting all bent out of shape. That's what that's what we praise about McLaurin, that he's the opposite of that, that he's not losing yes. his mind if things aren't going his way. And see, that I, I, we don't need that cancer. That's why I don't even want to look at OBJ or I don't want to, you know, some of these guys. Um, I do want to throw two names at you, uh, Sanu and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Jones no, Jr. No, no, Sanu. I think Sanu's about to retire. Yeah. And gotcha. Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones Jr., I'm okay with that. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't be mad at that at all. Yeah, I'm not breaking the bank for him, but it would definitely be something I'd be like, eh. Yeah. 
Um, can I throw this out there? I'm sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, uh, breaking news. Just so you guys know, Tyrell Williams is a free agent now. From the Chargers, yeah. Okay. No, no, from yeah, Raiders. They looked at him. They looked at him two years ago. Yeah, it was the Chargers. They had him two years ago. Then uh, he signed with the Raiders, and the Raiders just released him. Oh, wow. That right there. He just got released a few minutes few minutes to a few hours ago. Wow. That is the man that is legit nice. Nice. All lanky and fast. He opens up the field, bro. That's what we need. That's mm-hmm. right. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, he he checks off a few boxes in my book, man. And I would not, would not be mad at that sign of him, bro. All right. So, look, we got to cut it. We're going to go around one more time for one last word. And we're each going to pick one guy that if we can get him tomorrow, doesn't matter what it is, what's the cost. I'm starting with you, Ab. One receiver, you can pick who you got. No matter the cost. No matter what. I mean, whatever it is. You need number two. You see the list. Who you got? Bro, you, you put me on the spot, man. You, are, you want me to go? You want me to move on? Yeah, move on. Then, yeah, come back to me. All right, Will, who, will, who you got, Will? Test, bro. Okay, okay. I'm going to – a name that I didn't put out there. If it doesn't matter, if we can get him, I'm going Juju Smith-Schuster because he, he can move the chains – and he has been with somebody, Antonio Brown, where he has been the number two, still produced, and not been a problem. Nice. And, and what you got, man? You know, I'm going to throw a rock in the window and say Danny Amendola. Uh, um, Why are you on this call, man? What are you it doing? It doesn't matter the cost. <laughs> hey, give me respect. I'm throwing out a name out there. Come on, man. Okay, all right. <laughs> you can with me later. I'm going to throw a name out there, too. Uh, Crazy Legs Hirsch from the uh, Rams of the 1940s. That's who I want. I mean, we're just throwing names out there. I mean, no, I, look. Honestly, uh, right. I think, honestly, uh, Corey Davis, I think he could – he is – he's a big-bodied guy, yeah. monster, could take yeah. it down. I, I think we could put the money into him and having two young guys like him and McLaurin – I think that'd be huge. All right. And what you got? Um, I I like that. Honestly, I'm right with you right there, Sean. But just for the sake of our show, I have to go a different route. Um, I'm going to say Chris, uh, Chris Godwin. You know what I'm saying? I like this man's yeah. speed. I like this man. Nice stretch. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I like, like, I'm trying to tell you both. Like, can y'all imagine, man? That's like. And uh, Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson days, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. That's mm-hmm. true nasty right he there, needs bro. Tar on his gloves to help him catch a damn ball. Yeah, hey, 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 before we before we do any of this, we need a quarterback. So all mm-hmm. this is the moot point if we don't have the right person throwing it to him. But guys, we got to go ahead and shut this thing down. What do you say, Will? No, so say they're not coming here with Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. No, right. yeah, bro. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Danny, Danny Amendola might come here for Kyle Allen and Tyler. He would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I start? Where do I start? I'm going to say Danny Amendola and I can't say Chad Beebe. Get out of here, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is I said what I said. Still in the league? Uh, I think so. He was yeah. on the list. Yeah, he's on bro. our list, bro. <laughs> Zay Jones is another guy that I think he's got some speed. He played in Buffalo. Um, I would, I think he would be a sleeper pick that we can go, we can bring in. Um, uh, but all right, man, I got, I got to cut this Reynolds thing. Too. Let me put that out there. Josh Reynolds as Who? a spot. Yeah, Josh from Reynolds the, from the Rams. Yeah, from Rams. yeah. I do I like him. On <laughs> and he he's uh, he's he's very very um underrated, but he was huge in that offense. That's so I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, man, we got to go ahead and end this, man. I mean, we could talk to y'all all night, man. I even tried to cut this to an hour, but it's ninety minutes because we got good content and we got good dialogue. So I'm not gonna stop a good thing. It ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Good job, <laughs> we can't. We can't hey, even help it in an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm here with my guys. I'm here with the shirtless wonder, Abdullah. I- I'm here with Dub K, Will Kramer, and I'm here with the ain't man, Anton Benton. You know who it is. Double deuces on the loose. And guys, hey, if you don't know, like the shirt says, we out. <laughs> Be blessed, everybody. <laughs>